0: Hello, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Luntman, but most people just call me Landy. Before we start, there are two things I want to tell you. The first thing is, I'm now back again in Taiwan, and this episode is being recorded again on my cell phone, so the quality might not be as good as it always is. The second thing is that although I'm back in Taiwan now, In a few weeks' time, I still have one more episode for you that will come from Cape Town, where I was, and it was recorded there, but we will use that one a little bit later. It's a special interview I did for you down there. So let's get back to the episode at hand. In this episode, I want to tell you how it was to come back to Taiwan, because I'm pretty sure most of our listeners in Taiwan have not traveled outside the country for the last two years or so. And I'm sure also from our other listeners have not traveled too much. Now, you'll remember that a few weeks ago, I told you I had a, quite a rocky road to get from here to Cape Town. That was mostly because of the, the plane situation. Part of my flight was canceled. Coming back, it was much easier. The planes flew on time. It was still a long way, but I got back to Taiwan safely. The thing I want to tell you about is how difficult it is during this COVID pandemic to get back to Taiwan once once you've decided to leave. Now, before I left, I knew that it was not going to be easy. I knew that there would be all kinds of uh, things, red tape, if you like, that I had to do and forms I had to fill in to get back to Taiwan. But I decided I would accept this because I really, really wanted to go back to Cape Town for my mother's 90th birthday. So, I knew all these things and I still decided to go ahead. So I cannot really complain, right? So first of all, when you decide that you've gone abroad now and you want to come back, first thing that you need is you need a place to quarantine when you come back. So in my case, because I came from South Africa and South Africa is on the belief it's on the Taiwan government's level three list, it means I must stay in a quarantine hotel for 14 days. These things might still change within the next week or two, but at the moment, that's the way it is. I made peace with that, the fact that I'll have to stay in a quarantine hotel for 14 days. So now I have to book a quarantine hotel, right? That's not as easy as it sounds. There is a long list that you can get from a government website, and then you book a quarantine hotel. Firstly, it's not easy. Secondly, it's not cheap. Finally, I found a hotel. And it is actually just across the road from my house. Then, once you have this hotel, you need to fill in an enormous government form online. And in this form, you have to give your details, even the seat that you'll be taking when you fly back to Taiwan. You have to give your hotel name. Every quarantine hotel has a code. You have to enter that. You have to fill in this whole form. Of course, I made a few mistakes and I had to start again from the beginning. But finally, I got this form done. Then you arrive in Taiwan, and within a few minutes of you arriving back in Taiwan, you get a message from the government, and then you put in your passport number, and then this form opens that it came back from the government to confirm that you've filled in this massive form. Then the, the process can start. But let me just go back a little bit to before I arrived in Taiwan. When you are in the country where you come from, Taiwan asks you to take a PCR test not more than 48 hours before you fly so 48 hours before I flew I went to a clinic there and I told them I need this and this and this and they said okay in 24 hours you'll have your result 24 hours was actually I did the test just 24 hours before I flew so they said it will come to me by email of course there had to be a problem I never got the test result but luckily, this clinic was at the airport, so as I went to check in to come back to Taiwan, I went to this clinic and I said, where's my result? They go, oh, no, sorry, we got your name wrong. I said, well, here's my correct name. Can you check on your system? Oh, is this your email address? I said, no, that's not my email address. You, you got it wrong, because I know they got it wrong, because I already got one or two emails from them saying, we have received your test, and we are now, it's in the laboratory And we are now checking it. So I know they had the correct email. But somebody made a mistake. I never got the email. Luckily, I was there in the office and they printed it out for me. So there I was checking in. They wanted to see this test. They wanted to see actually the form that I filled in. Somehow the check-in lady knew that Taiwan wants me to fill in this massive online form. She checked that. She checked my vaccination certificate. She checked everything. So finally, okay, I'm on the plane and finally in Taiwan now. It took uh, about 24 hours to get here. So a person, when you get off the plane, you are pretty tired. But now comes the second part of the adventure. You can't just pick up your bags and go home, right? Because uh, we have to be very, very careful. So you walk into this room at the airport and it looks like you walked into a biological warfare war zone. There are people in white suits with little blue boots, masks, visors. They look like they are ready to start a biological war. Now, the enemy in this war, it seems to me, the enemy are the passengers. We are the dirty things that have to be checked. So, <laughs> so here we sit. They call out your names. You go in. you get another PCR test, which I found interesting because, because I just got a PCR test 24 hours ago. So I was negative. Now they have to test again, I suppose. They are worried that... Um, On the plane, the people got the virus. It seemed like quite a lot of rigmarole, but there we was. It was unpleasant again. An hour later, you get the result. Now you can move on. Still, you're not out of the woods. Now you go to a second station. At this second station, you get all kinds of information. You are actually overwhelmed with information, but they basically check again that you did that form, and they check that you have a quarantine hotel, then they give you, depending on how long your quarantine is, because some people from other countries, they don't have to do 14 days, right? They can do like seven and then seven at home. But I had to do 14 here. So they gave me four test kits. So, so during my quarantine period, I have to self-test for this virus four times. Then from that station, you go to another station where you, uh, where they check your temperature again. Finally, you can go through immigration and get your back. Now, you can't go home with a friend or with a bus. No, no, no. You must go in a virus taxi. Okay, now you step out onto the curb. It looks like another biological warfare zone. Little taxi drivers are running everywhere with white suits and gloves and masks. And they are running. And then when you get to the front, they check that form again to see where you are going. Because in that that massive form I told you about your quarantine hotel is in there. So then finally you get your taxi driver and he is <laughs> scrambling around and believe me, they are not walking. They are all running. I don't know if they want to get to Taipei quickly and back to the airport for possibly another fare. I don't know, but they are all running. So then they spray your luggage because your luggage is full of viruses, okay? So they spray your luggage and then they load it into the taxi. Then they spray you, <laughs> they spray you all over. Thank goodness, not in your, not in the face. They even spray the bottom of your shoes. Now, they didn't spray my face. So I suppose I could have smuggled in a virus or two in my ears or somewhere. But finally, I'm clean. And now I go into the taxi and we drive to my quarantine hotel. All right. So now you think, OK, finally, this is all done. I'm now in, right? No, no, no. So now you can't go to the front desk of the hotel to check in because you are full of viruses still. You are dirty. So the taxi goes into the basement. There in the basement stands one biological warfare soldier. She is decked out in a complete white bodysuit with a hood, a visor, five, (laughs) five masks, and she sprays me again to kill the last of the viruses. But she misses my my head again, so I still have one virus uh, maybe on my eyebrow or somewhere. Then she sprays my luggage again and she says, okay, now get in that elevator, go up to your room and you cannot come out for as long as the quarantine is here. So <laughs> finally, after uh, about 28 hours, so it, it was like basically an extra two hours it took for me to uh, to get home or to get here than it usually would take. The funny thing is, this quarantine hotel is just across the road from my house. I can see my house from here. And I'm just curious, what is the difference between me staying here in this quarantine hotel and paying a lot of money or sitting in my room doing the same thing? All the government does is they track your cell phone to make sure you don't leave the room. So... That's a curious question I have. Again, I knew this was coming, so I shouldn't complain. It's just an observation. Another thing I'm wondering about is, once they've tested you at the airport and your test is negative, it means you don't have the virus. Why do you still have to go to quarantine? And because the incubation period of this virus is five to seven days, right? So why can't you just go to quarantine for five to seven days? Why do you have to go for 14 days and plus another seven days of self-health monitoring? These are just questions that I'm curious about. There's some interesting news, and that is when... When I arrived in my hotel room, which will be my little cell for the next seven days at least, there is a bag of goodies, actually, that the government left here for me. It's all kinds of snacks and things like that. So that's very nice. So when I get hungry, I can nibble on those during the day. But I don't think you'll get too hungry when you do nothing, right? Anyway, now I've been here in this quarantine hotel room. For almost a day, I'm staring longingly out of the window at my little house, which is not too far away, but I'll stay here now. And what I'll do is uh, next week I will talk to you again and I'll tell you some quarantine stories. So my advice, basically what I want to say is, I think if you really, really want to travel, or let me put it this way, if you don't have a very, very good reason to travel, I had a very good reason, that's why I travelled. I think it's better if you wait a little bit it will just make your life so much easier for the return journey because it is not very welcoming. You don't feel welcome. The first time I felt welcome was when I set foot in this room and I saw that little bag of goodies that the government left for me. But all the other things that you have to go through is really uh, annoying, it's irritating, and you you feel unwanted, and you, you feel like everybody thinks you are dirty. And in the end of the day, the, boy, the virus the virus is now... All this trouble just to save a few people from getting a sore throat. I sometimes wonder if it's really uh, worth it. But again, as I said, I knew it was coming. And these are just my thoughts. So yeah, so wait a little bit before you travel just to um, just to let this blow over and you can have a normal return and you can feel welcome when you come back. All right. So as I said, I'll talk to you next week about uh, how it is in quarantine. It'll be more than a week by then. And uh, that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and it was useful for you, especially if you were thinking about traveling. So until next week, goodbye.